Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, I'm Patty Holiday, your host and head fangirl in charge, and I've got what promises to be a fun fangirl-filled show today. Say that like three times fast, right? Um, this is actually going to include the perspective of a husband that supports his own fangirl in all her pop culture love. Particularly, he supports her with her deep, deep, deep desire to be close to Tom Hiddleston. I don't think I'm overselling this, right? Not at all. <laughs> that, that sounds about <laughs> In fact, I think you undersold it, if I'm honest. (laughs) (laughs) See what I'm saying, guys? I mean, we're talking Tom Hiddleston. This is going to be a good one. You want to stick around. On the show today is Julia and Steve Stewart. This is a couple, a married couple. They've been married for 15 years. They live in Atlanta, Georgia. They've got two kids, a 23-year-old and a 12-year-old. And uh, I met them through... Bum, bum, bum. Run Disney, of course. Uh, I think it was yeah. the Princess Half Marathon that I met you yeah. guys that first we year. Do, yeah. Remember that? It's been yeah. history ever since, I feel like. <laughs> it has. It has. We've had lots of shenanigans together, including all of those Avengers yes. race yes. weekends. Speaking of Tom Hiddleston. Of uh, <laughs> all right. Tell us a little bit about you two and your fandoms and where people can find you online. Okay. Well, I'm Julia, and uh, my primary fandom, obviously, is going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, with uh, Tom being at the head of it. But I also really love Star Wars, you know, and, and I am I got into that, I think, more so because Steve's a really big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on the socials at Queenie11078. Um, lots of, not just Tom stuff, but, you know, <laughs> a lot of day-to-day a lot of stuff having to do with running and fitness and just being a 41-year-old kid, basically. <laughs> That's a, that sums you up. And guys, her Instagram stories are ridiculous and fun. So I highly <laughs> I recommend try. giving Julia a follow there. <laughs> awesome. And then there's Steve. Yeah. I'm, My better half. <laughs> yeah, I'm Steve. Like she mentioned, I'm uh, big into uh, Star Wars. It's definitely my uh, my fandom there. Uh, I've loved it since I was a kid, like most, you know, 43 year old guys these days. And uh, also a big Disney junkie uh, mm-hmm. and uh, got into the MCU mostly because Julia started saying, we got to go see this movie. And, you know, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, really enjoy I, those movies too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad to hear that. Cause I feel like I might've also had a push to, to get you guys all going into those movies at oh, one yeah. point. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you enjoy it, Steve. Uh, <laughs> all right. No choice. Literally <laughs> we watch them. And now that Netflix has, you know, a handful of Marvel movies, those can usually be found on a rotation in our house. Oh yeah. Just for background noise, you know, (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. All right. All right. So let's, let's, let's dive into Tom Hiddleston here. When and how, what got you sucked into the Tom Hiddleston aura? I mean, it's, Easy to do. I mean, but I've just seen him, but no, (laughs) yeah, there, there obviously was a beginning. And I want to say that I, when we first saw Thor, you know, and, and I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was like, oh my goodness, but I thought he was a very interesting character. Because listen, some of y'all might at me, and and I'm not going to blame you for doing that, but we're going to be just completely transparent here. As much as I love Tom, as much as I love Chris Hemsworth, 
the Thor movies are probably not at the top of my ranking when it comes to the Marvel movies. They're a little bit, you know, eh. but Tom was. I'm going to ask you because you know how I feel about Thor. I'm not saying anything bad about Thor. I'm just saying the movies in general are overall like, I don't know. They're just a little meh. But Tom, to me, in that movie, I thought he was interesting. And there's a really funny meme that says something like, I only wanted to know who the actor was that played Loki. I didn't ask for any of this. And it, and that's literally how it started. Like, I was like, who is this guy? I've never seen him before. He's very interesting because, you know, he has those very intense eyes, which we'll come back around to those in a bit. But um, so I just started, you know, on IMDb, looking him up and seeing what he had done previously. And through that, I found a, a podcast that had an interview with him that was like almost two hours long. And this was like... At the height of his, you know, where he went to New York Comic Con and he came out um, dressed as Loki at the at the other con, mm-hmm. you know, and and so it was a really interesting um, conversation where they talked about not just his Lokidom because you know obviously that's what's made him famous, but you know he's actually a very talented, classically trained actor that, you know, started in the theater and has done a lot of stuff on the BBC that, you know, a lot of people might not know about. And so I listened to that and became more and more curious and intrigued by, you know, this person as as an actor. So I then start. Do you happen to remember the name of it? Oh, or, yeah. It's or the or Nerdist podcast. Uh-huh. Okay, nerd yeah. is cool because I, I, now I want to go check it's it an, out. It's right, an cool. amazing right. – and, and he talks a lot about his technique and just, you know, a lot of funny anecdotes. And anybody that's followed Tom for any length of time knows he does some great impressions. And there's a little bit of that mm-hmm. that happens in there. So it's just a really if, – if you're new to the Hiddleston fandom, first of all, welcome. But secondly, I mean, I think that's a really good place to start, you know, because there is a lot of really interesting okay. perspectives from him. And just you get to listen to him talk for two hours almost, which is ah, so dreamy. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, at what point did you realize that Tom was sticking around and, and – uh was now part of your life. <laughs> well, as she was telling that story, I was remembering, you know, when she said, hey, you know, that, that Tom Hiddleston guy from, and I believe at this point, Avengers had come out, yes. which is really when she started paying attention to him. And, and uh, she's like, there's the Nerdist podcast. You got to listen to it. It's two hours with him. And I was like, there's no way I'm listening to a two hour podcast with Loki. I mean, <laughs> what could he possibly have to <laughs> yeah. say that's that? But, but at that point, I started realizing, oh, she's, she's a, uh, pretty serious about this cat so you know yeah and that's true the avengers movie had come out and and in our house it's not known as the avengers it's called the loki movie because (laughs) you know as it should be as as it it should should be be, right so yeah so from there i started you know trying to go backwards to see um some of his earlier works and so i watched the deep blue sea i watched war horse um i haven't seen midnight in paris yet but i my understanding is that his appearance in that movie is kind of a blip. So, um, mm-hmm, and I've seen mm-hmm. some regrets and just, you know, anything I could get my hands on that he had done. Um, I just, I just started watching. And so I, I became very aware of, you know, his, his range, I suppose is a good word for it as an actor. And it just really made me appreciate what he brought to the Loki character. 
you know, because you've got this mm-hmm, guy that's mm-hmm. so into Shakespeare. I mean, he's he's been Hamlet. He's been in Coriolanus on the West End. And he's, you know, it, it was just, it was interesting to see those aspects of those types of characters in his portrayal of this villain turned, you know, reluctant hero, maybe. I don't know. And, and it just made watching him even more interesting to me. Got it. Got it. All right. All right. And uh, was there ever a moment Anything specifically that it's like that that moment that you're like I am all in you are Bay you are it because honestly almost the entire time I've known you you've been a Loki stan and so to me yes to me you've always it's Julia slash Loki like you're just there but was it what was there a moment even in the movie or at at any point that you were just like yep this is my guy I think when he came out at. No, Steve. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Steve, Steve knows what's up. <laughs> but I think the moment that really solidified the fandom for me was when he came out. And was it was it New York Comic Con when he came out dressed as Loki? I, I confused the two. I don't remember if it was San Diego or New York. But when he surprised the audience, and he, you know, like the they were in Hall H, and the lights go out, and all of a sudden you just hear humanity. I was like, yes, <laughs> I stand forever. That's my boo. And and just watching that video. And there's a moment in there where he breaks character because people are going nuts. And some guy, like it starts to quiet down and some guy yells out, my wife loves you. Yes. And my he wife likes that smile yeah. and breaks his character for just the quickest second. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is like, Holy cow. This is this is my dude. This is totally like I'm all in. Yeah, that was San Diego Comic-Con yes. uh 2013. Uh and ha- did you see th- I think it was this year that uh, th- I, I don't know if it's the same guy or not, but somebody yelled it out, yelled it out to him again when he came it might on have stage. been the same my guy. Life, my life <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. I just think is like amazing because the fandom is there. Uh, so the funny, my story with Tom yeah. Hiddleston is I always liked him. I mean, I, but you know, he just wasn't, he didn't really get to me until I started talking more and more to you. And then yeah. it rubs off and I'm like, Oh, I see what she's, Oh, yeah. I see what she's saying. Well, so as you know, my first big press, um, invitation thing that I got to do was for Thor. Ragnarok. I was dying. And, uh, <laughs> mm, me too. Me too. I was finally going to get to breathe some hashtag oh, Thor yes. air and I was going to be in the same room with, with these people. And I really hoped, you know, to see more of Tom Hiddleston in the movie, mm-hmm. which we knew, you know, he had a bigger role in this one and, and all of that. Um, but <laughs> I, it was, it was, I was brand new. I didn't, know what we could do or could could not do at this event and I missed I missed Aging my chance not once but twice. <laughs> uh, correct. The the fangirl, the original yes. OG fangirl like has yeah told me that I did this wrong, which I did. Uh so after we had the the press event where we were able to ask questions and he gave some really great answers and oh actually gosh. have some video from yeah. that event on my YouTube channel. I'll put a link in that in this in this post as well. But um and afterwards, we were all in the hallway as they were all exiting the stage and going off to mm-hmm. their cars or wherever else they were going to at that point. I don't know what their plans were. And the first one mm-hmm. I saw walking towards me was Tom. 
and he was by himself mm-hmm. with one with like an assistant or one person but i mean he didn't have like this big garage around him or anything like that and i was too timid too scared to step i mean he was a foot yeah. away from me all i had to do is probably step one foot forward and say excuse yeah. me uh, mr hiddleston but i get it and i, I stopped and i, I didn't. get it because he's, he's and so, i didn't yeah I mean, he's he walked on by and and also i mean we'll we'll get to the the meeting in a bit but his aura like his presence i know this sounds really cheesy but it it could just be steve's over here laughing at me it re- you really kind of lose like what are you what am i supposed <laughs> to be doing i was really surprised that i was able to form cohesive words honestly because i thought i was going to turn into a total mush mouth and i didn't so right so i get it right did get a selfie with Thor, it, it, exactly when we're in that yeah when you're <laughs> that in that amazing. fandom moment it <laughs> I, I did get a selfie with Thor. I did. Yes. I did. Yes. And 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 I had I had a Jeff Goldblum moment. Like I and I stopped and talked to Tessa Thompson and uh, Mark Ruffalo, who is like the sweetest, nicest person in the entire world. I mean, it was it was a really cool. But I still mm-hmm. like look back at that, going, I was by myself. He was essentially by himself. Like <laughs> there was nothing stopping yeah. me except that I was like, oh, there's Tom Hiddleston. Like that was, that's, you know, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I feel like after your experience, which we're going to get to guys, the whole reason we have Julia on here is she saw Tom Hiddleston in oh New York gosh. City on yeah. Broadway and had a stage door experience like to die for at the end. I mean, so that's what, yeah, we're, we're working, we're working on there, but I wanted to kind of set the scene as to why we like Tom and what's so great about Tom because somebody out there, everything. Right. But somebody out there might really be going, why do we care? (laughs) All right. So let me, I'm going to ask you this. Is there ever a moment that Tom disappointed you? We'll say as an actor, but I mean, if you want to talk about his personal life as well, we can go there. I know you have feelings about Taylor. I have so many feelings, but you know, it's, it's actually, and I won't even say it's about Taylor as an actor. I will say the one thing that he has done um, creatively in a movie that I absolutely cannot co-sign on is the movie Only Lovers Left Alive. Mm-hmm. Y'all, what was that? I mean, I love the dude so much and I, I tried really hard, but it was, it was hard to follow. I'm like, okay, so he's, he's a vampire and he's emo and he's with Tilda Swinton and this is supposed to be really hot and no, ooh, I, yeah, no. So I think that was, that was probably for me the biggest disappointment creatively as an actor. And, and I know box office wise, it did not do well at all. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I would say outside of create, you know, his creativity um, and being an actor, the Taylor Swift thing, like I had a lot of feelings about that for sure. <laughs> but I will say, I mean, reputation is probably one of my favorite records that she's done. Mm-hmm. And there's a song about Tom. On reputation, yeah. um, that that I listen to it and I feel really bad for him, you know, because it's <laughs> ouch. Um, and and I think that that what what happened as a result of the Taylor Swift um, affair, if you will, was that Tom like the be- ten seconds they were together, whatever. yeah, but he you know he got crucified in the press mm-hmm. I, just because of his. He's such an earnest you know, humble, honest person. And I mean, and I say that, you know, having met him all of, you know, 60 seconds, but 
in anything I've ever seen him in, he's always so genuine and kind and just very forthcoming about who he is or what he's feeling in the moment or what he felt in the moment that he was in. And I think that the Taylor relationship really um, caused him to take a step back from that and make mm-hmm. him open, you know, with, with his fans, with the media, with, you know, and then after that happened, he had a couple of missteps, I think like at the Golden Globes that just kind of further solidified that he, um, he was much more guarded in public. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't mm-hmm. see the same dimply, curly-haired, blue-eyed Tom that would get up and dance with Josh Horowitz on, you know, MTV interviews or, or right. the Loki sketches and things like that. Like he was very reserved, and that really that really bummed me out, you know, because I I loved seeing gregarious Tom, I loved seeing honest Tom, and even if I didn't want to hear about how much he adored Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, you know, I felt like that was, that was a really hard lesson that he had learned. So I wouldn't say so much. I was disappointed by him, but as much as I was disappointed by the outcome of what that relationship mm-hmm. ended up giving the fans, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. I totally, totally, yeah. totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Uh, so Let's talk about Loki a little bit, because as you know, we're going to get a lot of Loki. <laughs> I am so excited. Disney okay. Plus. 20, uh, right? Yeah, right? It's coming Di- soon. It's coming soon. Disney Plus is going to bring us a whole series on Loki. And I think Tom himself even spoiled it and said, "We're you know, it's six hours worth of Loki or something like that. But think <sighs> about that. Six hours. That's... That's, That's like not three minutes. <laughs> Give me twelve. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I hear you. I totally hear you. But I'm excited because we're. It also sounds like they're they're setting it up to be. Uh, you know what is it? 2012. Yep. Escape yeah. from New York. Yeah, Loki. So he he's still going to be bad Loki, which is I which love is Loki. a yes. really fun yes. Loki. I love him that he. I love that he changed and that he turned to be this sweet brother. I really do love him and Thor's relationship as good brothers together and, and all of that. I love that. However, there is something amazing. It's good to be bad, isn't it? It is. It is. So I'm excited about that and what we have to see about that. But what about, what is it about the character of Loki that you love so much? This is, I mean, he's such a complex um figure, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for all the reasons that you described, like, you know, that somewhere deep down, you know, he's got some daddy issues, thanks to to the dark elves and mm-hmm. <laughs> the giants and all that. And, you know, Odin, um, that whole relationship is complicated. But I think that even despite that, you know, he's got this deep love and respect for them, though, he has a funny way of showing it sometimes, but I just think he's, I don't know. He's, he's cheeky and he's, he's mischief for sure, but there's also a dark side to him that, you know, you see often. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you couple that with just how he's so conflicted, it feels like he wants to do the right thing, but he just can't help himself. No, he can't. (laughs) He can't. When presented with an opportunity, buddy, he is going to take it. And so I think, I don't know, I just, I just love how complex he is and just how unapologetic he is in that. You know what I mean? He is who he mm-hmm. is. Love him or hate him. That's what he does. And 
you know, if it happens that he does the right thing on a certain day, cool. But the next day, he might steal the Tesseract and disappear. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Steve, do you uh, do you like Loki as a character? Oh, yeah. I think he's, he's one of the, the – honestly, one of the best parts of the, uh, the MCU because of the, uh, uh, the complexity to his character, the way that he's both, you know – a good guy and a bad guy. He's the one character who's, who's been on both sides of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the good versus bad. He's, the, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's the one, uh, you know, he, like, like Julia was saying that he's got this kind of respect for his family, but it almost becomes envy and that becomes jealousy. And so it's like, like there's a whole lot, you know, going on in his head. That's really kind of interesting. And, uh, you know, yeah, he's definitely, I think, one of the funnest characters, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's 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 just great. Anytime he's on the screen, you can't help but, what is Loki doing? And what am I missing when he, yep. you know, I feel like you could watch his parts, like, over and over, because there's always something, always something new. Oh, yeah. uh, do you have a, a favorite quote, a favorite line, a favorite, yes. uh, something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah. I have two. What's your I favorite? I have two actually. Um, you know, there's the scene in Thor, the dark world where Jane and Thor and Loki are going, you know, to basically destroy, um, Oh gosh, my mind just went blank. They went back to the dark world, right? But they're, they're going to confront Loki and mm-hmm. Thor and, and Loki sort of have this confrontation on the, on the ship that they're on. And, Thor grabs him like he's going to punch him, you know, and, and Thor says to him, you know, mother wouldn't want us to fight. And Loki says, well, she wouldn't exactly be shocked now, would she? And kind of breaks the tension between the two of them. <laughs> and Thor promises him that, you know, he says, I'll, I'll, we'll get revenge. Trust me. And Loki just kind of stares off for a moment and says, just quietly whispers, trust my rage. And that is like that, that line gives me goosebumps every time I hear it because it's just so full of rage and, and, you know, this need to avenge his mother that was so, you know, coldly murdered in in their palace, you know, and it just, so that, that line is really probably my top one. Um, And the second one is in Ragnarok when Bruce walks into Valkyrie's apartment and, you know, sees Loki and says, you know, last time I saw you, you were wanting to kill everybody. Where do you stand on that these days? And he looks at him and says, it varies from moment to moment. I, I love that line. That line is so great. I so, love yeah, that. Those are my I two favorite that. ones. And oddly, I mean, they're all about inflicting violence on people. What does that say about me? Uh, it says, don't mess with you. That's what it says about you. I'm just saying. I love the... Um, in uh, in Ragnarok, also, I love it when Thor's in the in the ring with the Hulk and he's fighting him, and uh, and he, you know how does that feel? I can't remember. What, I can't remember if he says anything or if it's just a look or if it's like a fist pump or something. But oh, when Loki's watching the match, yeah, he says, "Now you know how that feels." Yes. And he stands up and pumps yes. his fist. Yeah, that's definitely. Yes, yeah. I totally missed it the first time, and everybody around me is like dying and i'm like Wait, what did i say? oh my gosh so i had to wait like a month i think <laughs> because thor, thor ragnarok the premiere was so early for the so i had to wait and then when i saw it i was like how did i miss that well, there was a lot going it on was the best. there was a lot was going a on there was a lot going on it was a really great thing. yeah it was it was good it was good one of my favorites yeah. yeah all right so let's talk about betrayal yes now 
betrayal. So I have, since Thor Ragnarok came out, I follow a bunch of um, Tom Hiddleston big fans on Twitter. And so they keep me up to date on what our boy is doing. And I had been watching his, uh, I think it was London that that they did betrayal on stage there. And it was amazing to me. What I loved watching was he went, I mean, almost every single stage door. He was at every stage door. He was taking selfies. He was right. He was having conversations. People were videotaping these whole experiences with him. And it wasn't just a walk by, scribble their signature, next, next, next. Like he was spending Mm -hmm. time with these fans. And some of them were going back like day after day after day after day as – you Hiddleston people do yes. because I know what you're like. And so I I knew that if he ever came to the US, like it would be worth I couldn't it. even I'll tell you when betrayal hit the West End, I actually went and looked at flights, like tried to work out. <laughs> Did you yeah, really? <laughs> I couldn't make this work over a weekend, right? Like I'd literally spend two days traveling and you know, the 90 minutes to watch the show and Let's, you know, let's say three hours to watch the show and hopefully hit the stage door and then I could go back to, I mean, it was ridiculous because I, I didn't, I could have never dreamed that it would come to the States. Uh, Steve, is that normal? Does Julia do that kind of stuff? <laughs> it's usually me planning ridiculous vacations. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. And I, I mean, so yeah, it was, um, I wasn't familiar with Pinter at all. Um, and Harold Pinter mm-hmm. is who wrote Betrayal. But um, so I wasn't familiar with his, his style, you know, his, um, which we'll get into that in a minute too. But um, I wasn't really familiar. I'd heard a brief synopsis of the play. And what's interesting about what happened on the West End um, is that my, my understanding was that it was, you did see a lot of interaction, a lot of talking, but you you were only allowed, I think they only allowed like 30 fans a night to go up and take pictures. So if you were one of the lucky ones oh, okay. there early enough, you were able to go, you know, and get in the line to meet him. If not, you just kind of took pictures from far away. Uh, and you could do that, mm-hmm. but if you wanted like an up close and personal, then that was different. Um, and that was, that setup seemed different from what they have in New York because I mean, up there you could put your arm around him if you wanted to, you know what I mean? And I, Mm-hmm. I don't know that I really could have done that. And I mean, I could have, but it would have been a little weird and stalkery maybe. So I, and I already <laughs> felt like the world's biggest stalker. And once you see the picture that I took with him, you'll agree. <laughs> Which is a, yeah. It's a great, it's a great picture. It's a great picture. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know, it, it was a huge success in London and I kept reading the reviews. I couldn't, I couldn't stop reading about it because it was just, mm-hmm you know, the, the format that they, they put on and just the minimalist set and, and all of that was just like, this is, this sounds fascinating, you know, and the reviews were incredible. So I'm like, man, this would be a really great thing to be able to see, but pff, that's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> then, you know, June came July and they announced that they were moving to the Jacobs theater in New York city for a very limited run. And I lost my mind. I'll just, (laughs) it's like, holy cow, how do we, you know, how do we do this? How do we get to see it? And I guess, I mean, it was probably August, July before we bought the tickets, maybe. I think some of that. I don't know. But it was, it was, it was the kind of thing where I was like, I have, I have points, you know, for, for plane tickets. 
I don't care if we stay in a flea bag motel. Honestly, like I just need to make this happen in some way. And Steve, oh, I know. Yeah, (laughs) we'll figure it out. Tanya and I are only about four hours from New York City. Yeah. I'm like, Tanya, we can just drive up there. We can show up for the uh, for the matinee, oh. do the matinee, and then come home after. Like, we don't even have to stay overnight. Like, let's just road trip this. Let's just make this happen. Uh-huh. And we keep talking about it, but getting that girl to, like, <laughs> calm down and show up at what – she travels way too much. So I'm still working on my Tom Hiddleston trip because we did go see Lobby Hero last yes. year. So we got to see Chris Evans on Broadway. So I kind of feel like – I need to see. I need to see him on Broadway. Yeah. I, need, I need to see well, him you know, happen. Got- and especially after your experience, oh, yeah. well, just you came back and you said the play was phenomenal, and that alone is worth making the trip. But then, in addition, from the fangirl perspective, you had a lot of really cool stuff happen. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and last year, I got to see you know our town. I got to see basically the entire cast of the Avengers. Oh, that's they did right. A one night benefit for Hurricane Maria, and I mean it was. So I, I was hoping that that Tom would have showed up at that, but you know, he he didn't. So I was like, I've seen all the Avengers, including you know, um, Okoye was there. So I was like, oh my god! So this was just, um, it was just amazing that we we were able to work out. Um, it was they had gotten the kinks out. I felt like you know after the opening because they had done previews in August and then they opened officially in September. And so we had had a f- couple of weeks before um, our performance was, which I, honestly, they were so, I, I can't imagine that they, even when they did it the very first time, I imagine it was flawless because uh, it's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm, such, mm-hmm. it's an incredible show um, and just very well done <laughs> for as, as minimalistic as it is. And it was funny earlier, mm-hmm. you said something about, um, you know, when you're watching Tom on a Marvel movie and how your eyes just kind of go to him and you're wondering what he's up to and what he's doing and that sort of thing. So this, um, and, and I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it and wants to see it. Um, but you know, obviously we're going to talk a little bit about what the show is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what this show, I guess the, the basic plot mm-hmm. premise, uh, just an idea, just a smidge so that anybody that is curious about going, they would have an idea if this is even something they'd be interested yeah, in. Watching. So the, the show is, it was written by Harold Pinter and um, Steve actually told me a funny anecdote about this. Um, when we watched the, we watched the movie actually, because mm-hmm. they, they made a movie. Um, so if you ever want to see it, you oh, know, okay. and, and literally line for line, it's the same thing as the show. Um, yeah. And Sir Ben okay. Kingsley yeah, ben actually King. plays Tom's part in the movie. <laughs> so interesting. I would not have thought they would have been the same person, but okay, yeah, I can go there. there. <laughs> so our worlds collided even back in. Crazy. <laughs> um, so right. the premise is about, um, you know, a husband and wife and then a best friend that um, are involved in a love triangle. Basically the wife is having an affair with the best friend that has lasted seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And so the show starts in reverse, right? So basically we are, we are at the point where everybody knows what's happening. Um, The two clandestine lovers have met and they're kind of talking about what has transpired over the course of the last seven years. And so you go back and revisit the timeline, right? Throughout the show. What's remarkable about this is that the entire 90 minutes. And so the show is 90 minutes. Just know that there's no intermission. 
Um, and the Jacobs mm-hmm. theater was pretty strict on the fact that if you got up from your seat, you weren't coming back. So, you know, if you got to go to the okay. bathroom, make sure you work it out before you sit down <laughs> and try to keep the drink gotcha. uh, gotcha. to a minimum Noted. because, you know, that's, that's kind of a, uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, the, the, the show hits various timelines within the, um, the relationship. And what's interesting about the entire 90 minutes is that all three of the actors are on stage the entire time. And so they don't always have lines, okay. you know, but, but it's, it's a very, I mm-hmm, would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a symbolic, I think, gesture that they're up there because like Tom is just off on a corner, just kind of staring off. And, but it, but you get this sense like, Oh my gosh, in these characters minds that are interacting, he's constantly at the forefront of what they're thinking about. Right. Not just each other and his feelings or whatever, but mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when Zowie Ashton is with her husband, she's thinking about her lover and it just, it was incredible to me that they, could convey such strong emotion without saying a word because there were times where all you had to do was read their mm-hmm, facial expressions mm-hmm. to be like, Oh man, mm-hmm. this is heavy. <laughs> you know? Um, it sounds pretty, it sounds like a powerful experience. It is like the whole thing. Just- it's, and it's funny because when the, the curtain goes up um, and so I, and on top of the fact that I got to see this show, I saw it probably in the best seat, in the house. It was dead center of the fourth row. And so my line of sight for everything that happened was just as clear as could be, you know? And so Mm -hmm, the curtain mm -hmm. goes up and the two men are standing on either side of Zowie Ashton. And I let out a very audible gasp when the curtain went up (laughs) because all I could think of was, Oh my God, Tommy just is standing 30 feet away from me. Oh my God. You know, and, and just, he didn't even say a word. He didn't say a word for the first like 20 minutes of the show. And mm-hmm. I could just feel my pulse racing because it was just that amazing. So um, the, the story is written from a personal perspective, right, Stephen? Right. The, yeah. the, 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 the author, uh, Pinter had a, a seven year affair with one of his coworkers at uh, the BBC. And uh, that's what, ah, that's what gotcha. the story basically is. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay. Yeah. So, and, and a heads up for anybody that's going to see it, you know, because I, like I said, I didn't know really much about Pinter. I didn't know much about his style. Um, he is known apparently for what they call characteristically economical dialogue. And so a lot of the the dialogue that happens between the actors is very curt and short. And, okay. and it's a little startling okay. if, if you've never, if you don't know that about the show, right? As the show mm-hmm. went on, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the rhythm. And it, it almost becomes sort of a rhythmic dance with how they communicate with each other, right? But just know that going in. Um, they didn't forget any lines <laughs> because if you watch the trail, the movie, <laughs> it exactly word for word. It is. Yeah. So just, Same just thing. know that going into it. Okay. Well, that's, a, that's actually a good tip to, to kind of catch on is that that's the yeah, way the style yeah. of the show. I mean, and it is a, I really think that all of the, the praise that it's gotten is 
deserved and then some. I mean, it's really remarkable and just nothing I've ever, like nothing I've ever seen before in my life. And it's a show that like, I even find Mm -hmm. myself thinking about it. Steve and I actually had a really involved conversation about, you know, motivations and feelings and what people knew and maybe didn't know. And it was just, it was interesting to hear each other's perspectives, right? Because I think everybody walks away with something a little bit different. I think we were pretty much on the same page on a lot of things, but um, you know, if you see it, I'd love to hash it out with you guys afterwards and see what you think. So you watched the show. You're blown away. It's been amazing. You went to the matinee and with the whole plan, because after the matinee, there's no stage door situation going on. And for those that don't know what stage door is, it's, Basically, uh, the actors go in the stage door and they come out the stage door. And so if you line up, um, and it's handled differently at different shows, but a lot of times you can stop and interact with yeah. the actors after their performance. And like in my case with Hobby Lobby Hero, I got to video and get a playbill signed by, um, by Chris Evans as he came out. And he had a whole, again, adorable conversation. <laughs> yeah. I have it on video. It's on my YouTube channel. I'll throw that out there too, if anybody wants to see it. But it was really cute. Because uh, he also had this horrible mustache in that show. Really? And so it was bad. <laughs> but that was the that was part of the discussion that we had about his mustache. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so, so that's what being at the stage door is. And so Julia knew she wanted to hopefully do that in order to to meet him to tell Tom thank you for everything he's meant to her yada 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 all that good awesome cheesy stuff and so you go back away after the ma- the matinee and yeah. the plan was to go back for the stage door for the evening show yeah well we actually tried after the matinee right because uh, like okay. like you I follow many a Hiddleston fan account on Instagram And I had seen footage where, you know, in certain instances, there was meet, you know, a stage door in the afternoon because it was light out. It was, you know, posted around three, thirty, four o'clock, which would, you know, kind of fall in line with when the show would end. So I thought, well, maybe and people had lined up as well. Um, So we waited for a little bit and and I was like, well, I don't think it's going to happen, you know, so we decided to go eat Junior's Cheesecake instead and plot our 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 plan for the later evening and so always a brilliant answer because that cheesecake is the bomb really and it's oh my gosh like half a block away from the theaters right (laughs) it's great so yeah we went um we decided to go back to our room um and just hung out for a little bit and around 7 20 ish because we were reasonably close to the theater um i said to him we should probably try to get there before the eight o'clock show starts because I don't know what it's going to look like for all I know, we'll show mm-hmm. up at seven 30 and there's going to be, you know, a group waiting to go get in a line to do something. So we did, we walked over and we probably got there about seven thirty-five, and there were people, you know, going into the, mm-hmm. to the show. So um, really at that point, there wasn't much in terms of what was going to happen post show. Uh, so, you know, me being the, person that swears she has friends everywhere and doesn't know a stranger decided to go ask the security detail what the drill was going to be for the stage door. And, mm-hmm. um, there was a guy that was dressed in a security uniform. And then there was a guy standing next to him 
just in jeans and a button up shirt um, and a very serious, almost sour expression. And so I said, you know, locked up and <laughs> hey guys, you know, with the whole hair and braces out as I, <laughs> you know, um, just curious, how's the stage door going to work tonight? Like, how does this happen? And they just kind of looked at me for a minute and didn't say anything. And I'm like, hello, <laughs> is anybody at home? You know, like, what's up? <laughs> and the one guy that was in the button up shirt just kind of looked at me and looked annoyed and said, it'll be around here somewhere, you know, just come back. I'm like, come back. First of all, <laughs> how dare you? Second of all, no. Um, you know, I'm like, but what is, I mean, what does that mean? Come back. Like, no, I, where are we going to stand? How's it going to work? He's like, come back and we'll tell you. So I go back to Steve and, you know, at this point it's not even eight o'clock. The show hasn't even started. And I was like, well, those guys were less than helpful. You know, this, they kind of just said it would be around here somewhere and to come back, but we're not leaving. And I said to him, we just need to stay out of the way and stay, you know, as discreet as possible. So they, they have no reason to come talk to us. And then hopefully, you know, nine fifteen or so they'll start doing the thing. And that right. worked for about 10 minutes or mm-hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of sat there and I was looking at my phone and I was texting with you and Tanya and, you know, just excited, full of hopes and dreams. <laughs> and the guy in the button up shirt walks over to me and, you know, just very sternly says to me, you don't listen very well, do you? Ouch, yeah. dude. I like, Whoa. And I just said, excuse me. Cause if anybody knows me, you know, that I'm a little bit of a sassy pants too. You know, I'm, I'm usually pretty happy, but until I'm not right. And when people right. come at me like that, my defense is to be like, I'm sorry, what? And so he's like, you don't listen. I told you to come back. <laughs> and I said, well, hold on now. I'm like, it's a public sidewalk. I'm not interfering with people going into the show. Like, I'm just trying to. And he just cut me off. And just. You're not listening to me. Yeah. It just kept repeating. You're not listening. You're not listening. I need you to listen. Yeah. And I'm like, but listening, you're telling me that I need to leave and I don't want to leave because if I leave and he's like, and he like started putting his hand up, like be quiet, you know? And I was just like, okay. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching. I know Julia. I'm seeing. I'm seeing that that she's about to to really get. I'm about smart. to take off my earrings. Patty. Yeah, she's that's what's about to earrings. <laughs> Things are about to get serious. And well, this guy shows security, and I'm like, I don't want with show security because that's not going to go well for anyone. For me, I mean, namely, and Steve God bless him, tries right. to interject, and he's like, "Listen, man, you know this just this really means a lot to her. Is there any?" And the guy was like, "No." And then he says, which I at this point was so full of rage and just incense that I wasn't picking up what he was throwing down. He kept telling us to come back in an hour. Right. Just come back in an hour. And he was like, he, he a little bit kind of like, I'm a, it, it, from a certain perspective, it may have sounded like he was throwing his weight around because he was like, ask anyone here. I'm the guy you want to be friends with. But I knew what he was saying when he was saying that. He was saying, listen to what I'm telling you. I'm going to work with you. But Julia, Julia was, 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 yeah. was a little bit 
amped up. And so I had to, you know, try to yeah. get hands. It just means a lot to her. You know, what do we, you know, and he's, and he looked at her and I, he said, I got you. Okay. Come back in an hour. And then at that point I grabbed his hand just as a show of like, and he completely ignored the fact that she grabbed his hand. Like he, like, yeah, he just looked at me. He's like, come back, yeah. listen to me. And so I was like, okay, I guess, you know, I, I I'm going to, I'm not going to get thrown out or, well, I mean, I did get thrown out, but I wasn't going to get like escorted out by the police. Cause there were cops on horses right. there too. Oh yeah. As this was transpiring. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, who is this guy? Like what? We later found out that it was his bodyguard. <laughs> Oh my god! You're about to go toe to toe with Tom Hiddleston. So he was not wrong. He was the guy I wanted to be friendly with, and he walked <laughs> around the corner, kind of to like a Italy type situation. And I just mm-hmm. looked for a door to go into, and promptly burst into tears because I oh. <laughs> I was so sick about just. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You were just like told to go away yeah, and- for something that I agree with you. In my perspective, I would have thought. You can't make me leave. It's a public like. Why can't I just stay? I don't understand. And so, and, but I guess in in hindsight, I get you know that they didn't want people crowding the sidewalk. You know that sure. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I get all that, especially now that I have had my way. <laughs> I understand the reasoning, <laughs> but at the time, I was very. I will admit, incredibly unreasonable, and it was you know. 45 minutes of rage texting with you and Tanya and, you know, (laughs) alternating between crying. I felt really bad because I ordered a coffee and the barista just kind of looked at me like, because he saw that I was with Steve and he must have thought I got dumped or something because he was just like, (laughs) here you go. I hope your night gets better. I'm like, me too. You know, it was just terrible. And so sat there and the clock, you know, Oddly enough, went by pretty quick. It went bad. And so about 9.05, we get up and I mean, we were right around the corner. So I I was like, we're going to take our time because an hour would be 9.10. I'm not showing up a minute <laughs> earlier. And, you know, we even like as we rounded the corner and could see the Jacobs Theater, I said, slow down. Let's just stop for a minute because it's only 9.09 or something like that. And so we did. And as soon as we walked up, my worst fears had come true because there was a barricade set up. There was about 25 or 30 people already behind that barricade. Uh, And my dude that told me to trust him was nowhere to be found. So we had made uh, friends with a couple of ladies earlier in the day who had been to the stage door the night before. So they had an idea of how it worked. But I just went and got in the line and just kind of resigned myself to, well, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, I mean, I can, I, mm-hmm, I did my best mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. whatever it is, what it is. But Stephen, God bless him, just kept, he didn't waver in the fact that he was going to find this guy and talk to him. And, you know, for those of you that don't mm-hmm. know, my husband is six foot six, so he can pretty much see anybody anywhere. And as I was standing there, he's like, I see him. And he takes off running, you know, to, to go talk to the guy. And I'm like, I'm not moving because if anybody else gets in front, like I know I'm not moving. So, yeah. So I went and I, I said, it's been an hour. Are we good? And he's like, yeah, man. Yeah. You see over there in that corner, go stand there. And the corner that he was pointing to was where two barricades that they had set up came together. Yeah. And, 
in front okay, of everybody okay. so that had the been 30 there. people that were waiting yes. behind this kind of like barricade that was basically blocking the sidewalk. He was like, go stand in front of that, in front of mm-hmm. that barricade. So we go and we stand in front of people and there's like, you know, 25 little Julia's like, when do I get to meet Tom Hiddleston? And why do you guys get to be in front of us? Mm-hmm. And, and so we're trying to explain, <laughs> well, we were here earlier. We're like, well, we saw the matinee. Did you see the matinee? Like, yeah, we were here for the matinee. So the people yep. who saw the matinee, saw matinee. Could stand in front of the barricade, <laughs> right? And I was like, we're not standing here. We're standing here because that guy told us to. There's a whole story, and I'm not going to tell it to you right now. Yeah. But it's all good. But I'm like sitting there worried now because, you know, uh, uh, Grumpy McBodyguard over there, <laughs> like he's not going to take kindly to everyone saying, why do these two get to stand mm-hmm. here and we have to stand here? I don't want, I don't want another right. scene on my right. hands. Uh, so, but fortunately – as that was going on, um, the the original security guard that was wearing the security outfit came over, and uh, the, the 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 people were were trying to like start harassing him. Why do they get to stand here and we have to, you know? And he said, "Listen, everybody who has a ticket from the matinee can come around. Everybody who doesn't have a ticket will have to stand behind the barricade." And they might see you, they might not. But if you had a ticket, you can come around the barricade and stand right in front of the stage door. And so we're sitting in the corner and he says, so everyone come on, move this way and move down. Mm -hmm. And so he basically moved us down from the corner that we had been told to stand in. But we had already been told we didn't listen. So I'm like, I'm listening. We didn't listen. (laughs) We, we, We moved. And so we, we moved and we ended up standing uh, basically right in front of the door that they came out of. It was the perfect view because I had a shot of the three, you know, the, the poster basically from the show, the three of them. And I was standing right oh, in front awesome, of Tom. Awesome, so it was great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, the original bodyguard comes back and he says, like, you don't listen, do you? And I'm like, like what now? And he said, why are you standing there? I'm like, this is where you told us to stand? No, I told you to stand in the corner. You want to be in that corner. But by that point, the corner had full, filled up. So Julia right, is trying her best to it. not get yeah. in trouble anymore. Is like, oh, do I need to leave? To-? No, please just stay there. And <laughs> he said, listen, your, your, your other partner is the one who moved us down here. We were listening. He's like, all right, okay. <laughs> so I think it was That's probably funny. 20 or so minutes after that happened. Once we got into position that, Zowie came out first and she came out by herself and she made the round. So like the people from the show would come out and I felt bad for those folks because by the time they got there, pretty much the entire matinee was in the front. Yeah. You know, and so she went around, signed autographs. She was lovely. She was, you know, nice. It was fine. Um, The main event happened though, when both Charlie Cox and Tom came out together. And fun story too, Tom's mother was actually at that evening show when she came out. Yeah. She came out and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's his mom. (laughs) And and people were like, yeah, that's his mom. So she quickly got into a car and left, but uh, we got Charlie first and then Tom went to the other side and, you know, Charlie was really nice. I have never seen daredevil before. So I really had knowledge of who he was um, Mm -hmm. other than, you know, people telling me, oh, he's Daredevil and he's adorable. And I was like, you're right, I guess, on both counts. He's definitely adorable. And I suppose he's the Daredevil. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't really, you know, it. that was fine. We took a picture together. He signed the, the book and our poster. And then 
Tom started making his way down. Now, as luck or fate would have it, and I swear, sometimes I think the universe is playing a tremendous joke on me because I <laughs> ended up right next to this little girl, the the primary little girl. Like she was like fifteen. She was fifteen. She was the one that was the most upset about vocal us. about the fact that I got to jump in front of everybody, and why wasn't she allowed to jump in front of everybody? And oh my goodness, like I mean, she and so I was right next to her. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just nonstop. With I mean, she's fifteen, right? So it's like I'm not trying to hate on a fifteen year old, but like I was like, shush, please, my goodness. And they were very clear. Before the actors came out, you know, don't ask them to sign Marvel merchandise, you know, right. don't ask them to right. sign Daredevil, you know, they will only sign programs. They're only going to sign posters from the show. If you want a picture with them, you better catch it as they're signing and they look up. Don't ask them to stop and pose. They can't do that. Mm-hmm. And the people next to me with with the little girl were hatching this like obnoxious plan of, she had drawn like 10 pictures of Loki that she wanted him to sign. And she had like a fan letter to give him and and a book and God knows what else. It was just crazy. And the security saw that they had all that stuff. They were like, put it away. It's not happening. Like we're not doing. Oh, really? Yeah. And then the girl was like, but you know, it's my birthday and blah, blah, blah. And the dad was like, listen, we're going to go for it. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. I respect that sentiment. (laughs) Except for when it comes to Tom and I'm standing right next to you. <laughs> so, you know, when the first two actors came out, I thought, oh, my gosh, this little girl is going to talk, 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 talk. And it's going to be like a quick passing whatever. But I really think that because of the encounter that I had had with Mr. Bodyguard, I really feel now like he might have been like, listen, there's a fan up front that's like, I almost got her arrested tonight. Just be nice to her. Maybe spend a little extra time talking to her because, you know, as soon as he left that family and walked over to where I was standing and said hello, and I mean, he stood there and he talked to me for a while. Like, I probably not to toot my own horn, but probably one of the longer conversations that he had that night at the stage door. And oh my gosh. I mean, awesome. Awesome. It was amazing because, you know, we talked about betrayal and how much I loved it and how wonderful it was and just so unexpected. And I told him about my crazy idea to fly to London to try and see it in London. <laughs> and he was, you know, tickled about that. And, Um, I got to a point where I actually got emotional, you know, because this person that I've looked up to for, you know, a couple of years and I, I think very highly of and, and just admire his work and, and just his humanity and his, just him as a whole, he's standing in front of me, giving me his attention. And I don't know. He was really connecting to yeah. you too. It wasn't just like this passing thing. No. Like you, guys were, you guys were legitimately having a moment. Yeah. And he's looking yeah, into my that. eyes and I'm staring right back into these eyes that y'all, <laughs> this man has got the most gorgeous blue eyes I've ever seen in my life. And they're just so, you can just tell that they're, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's genuine in his sentiment. And I, and so I stopped and said, you know, I started to cry and I got choked up. I said, this really means so much to me that you would come out here and talk to your fans, you know, like this and that you would sign these autographs and take pictures. That was the first thing I did, by the way, was I made sure we got the picture. Um, <laughs> and he, 
he stopped what he was doing because he, after he signed my program, he continued to talk to me, but he was still signing programs. Mm-hmm. He put down the program and the Sharpie that he was writing on. And he looked at me and kind of clutched his chest and said, that's really kind of you to say. He said, that really means a lot to me. Thank you oh so much. Gosh. And you that just made me cry me. even more. I was like, I'm just... I just can't believe this is happening. You've made my month. You have no idea. And he smiled and handed back programs to other people. And then I just verbal diarrhea how excited I was about the Loki series, even though I guess we weren't really supposed to ask about Marvel, but right. Right. And he stopped again and turned around and looked back at me, sort of that side eye Loki, you know, smirk that he has. And he said, well, we're working very hard on that for you. So uh, stay tuned. And I, yes. my body and soul like departed immediately. And I <laughs> should have stood there and taken more pictures, but I was so overcome with adrenaline and excitement that I ran away like, oh my gosh, I just met Tom Edelson. <laughs> That's banana pants. I totally would have too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just was crazy. So anyway, that was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I still can't believe it happened. (laughs) We were just sitting there waiting and waiting at the other end, our phones out. Tanya and I were like, we will stay up all night until we get this picture from her because we know it had to happen. And I honestly don't think Tanya. So Tanya's guy is Chris Evans. And she had this crazy meetup moment with him. And then uh, I had my moment with him where we talked about his mustache. And then you had though like the most, like the longest, most in-depth, like a real experience. I mean, it was like a whole thing. And uh, so, so worth waiting up for those pictures because I screamed. As soon as I saw it, I screamed. And Claire was still up. Claire came down. She was like, why are you screaming? Is it Miss Julia? Because she knew the whole story. I had been kept <laughs> My daughter loves Miss Julia. And so I, told I, her, I, I was like, look at this. And I showed her the picture and we were, we were all dancing. And it, it was hilarious. It was amazing. There was, yeah. There was a lot of anticipation too, right? So I kind yep. of felt the way that I'm like, people are, <laughs> the people are expecting something good, man. And I, I just, the, the picture that we took together, it was so funny because I couldn't think of anything other than my signature. Oh my gosh, this is happening. Look, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, you know, Steve is standing there being the best supporter friend, you know, like just snapping away, you know, and at the end of it, he said to me, I just feel so bad. I should have recorded that whole conversation. I didn't think to do that. And I was just like, I don't even care. No, (laughs) you guys were in the moment. Yeah, it was absolutely in the moment. That's awesome. But I have, you know, plenty of video of as he was walking up to me, he even did a little Korg impression as he was walking up to me. So it was good. Oh, that's too fun. Too fun. Well, I love it. I love, you know, we could talk about Tom all day, any yes. day. Uh, but I, I really wanted to hear your perspective of the situation where you actually got a, where a fangirl who has built somebody up in their head. So, and, and then he actually turns out to be even better Oh, than yes. you expected because that was a concern. You know, I'm standing there. I was yeah. like, what if he comes out and he's like a total D bag? Like that wouldn't be cool, right? But well, because, you that's, know, that's my concern. You know, you know, my 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 guy is Zach Efron, and mm-hmm. I really try to protect myself yeah. <laughs> from 
from reading too much online about him because I am kind of concerned. He's younger, you know, and kid, yeah. kids, kids are still kids until they're like 45, right? right? And so who knows what he's really like in person. And I do have that that thought process too, as much as I would love to see him someday. I also go, but what if he doesn't turn out to be what I want him to be? And yeah. that's very disappointing to think about. So I love the fact that Tom turned out to be not just – well, you know, A, the show was amazing. But oh. then on top of that, you had all these special just down-to-earth moments with him in that quick snap t- shot of time. Plus, you got some really fun pictures, too, yeah. which are just adorable. <laughs> uh, and all all, there, all thanks to Steve, who's there to support you, your support partner through this whole thing. We have to give yeah. Steve some love on this. <laughs> He's the best. He is. he is the best, but Steve's like that all the time. Like even with all the Ren Disney stuff and everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, Steve's always been like this huge support. So everybody- I don't think he ever imagined that marriage would be this kind of <laughs> wacky adventure. But here we are. You know, it's, it's- fun, right, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. You got a waffle. Yeah, I got so everything was. That's- that's right. Afterwards, you got you got your waffles. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and wrap this up. Um, but. You know, we'll be paying attention to the Loki series. I think they're actually going to start uh, rec- uh, start taping that fairly soon. So I cannot wait to to see what happens and what comes from that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we appreciate you guys coming on today. Oh, this was so much fun. And uh, super pre- yeah, yeah. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> well, you know, we could, we, there's lots of things that we can have you back on and we can oh, talk yeah. about, but you know. <laughs> The possibilities are endless when it comes to our fandoms and our pop culture uh, nerdy-isms. But uh, anyway, uh, don't forget, everybody, go ahead and leave us a review. Throw up those five stars on Apple. Share with your friends. Uh, It's no fun to fangirl alone. And that's how people find us is by you passing us along. So we'd really appreciate that. We're also on all the major podcast players, but... If you hear that we need to be added somewhere else, just hit me up on socials at No Guilt Life, and I'll take care of that. I am going to put this together in a blog post on NoGuiltFangirl.com, and Julia's going to let me steal some of her pictures of the night. Every so you can. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So that you guys can see some of that. But uh, just thanks, guys. Thanks for fangirling with us. And we'll see you back here on Monday because, you know, I got the Monday Movie Minute coming. And, uh, yeah. So thanks, Julia. Thanks, yeah. Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs>